Hello and welcome, or welcome back to the Journey of Awakening podcast, the Neville Goddard Lectures. My name is Lena, and in today's episode, I am reading Neville Goddard's lecture titled The Last Days from his 1968 lecture series. So Neville told his audience, man thinks history is moving towards an inevitable climax of good. But that climax has already occurred and is recorded in the New Testament in the words, It is finished. So when I speak of the last days, I am referring to definite events which will occur in the life of you, an individual, which will take you from this age of sin and death to enter the new age of eternal life. The most astute book in the Bible is Ecclesiastes. In it we are told, What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there a thing of which it is said, See, this is new, it has already been in ages before us. But there is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be remembrance of things yet to happen, among those who come after. This statement is difficult for man to grasp. For he is forever thinking of progress. Man sees things today and thinks they are new and wonderful because he cannot remember them. Just a century ago, electricity was unknown. Now we have light powered by nuclear energy and think it was created for and by us. But scripture tells us it has always been. The play of life moves in a wheel, closed, circuited by time, and man with his short memory cannot remember other times. We are told in the same Ecclesiastes, I saw all the people who move about under the sun, as well as the second youth who is to stand in his place. There was no end to all the people. He was above them all, yet those who come after will not rejoice in him. Now in the book of Hebrews it is said, In many and various ways God spoke of old to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his son. The word son has no article in the Greek. The writer is not saying that God revealed himself in one who would be a son, among many sons, but in sonship. Man has completely misinterpreted this passage, as well as the entire Bible. The New Testament writers recognized the Spirit of Christ who controlled their lives to be one with the Spirit of Jehovah, who inspired the prophets. There is only one Spirit. You cannot discriminate between the Spirit of Christ and the Spirit of Jehovah. So who is the Son? I tell you from experience. The Son who speaks to you in the last days is David. It is he who reflects the glory of God and bears the express image of his person, thereby making him superior to the angels, as the name he has obtained is more excellent than theirs. For to what what angel did God ever say, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. In this letter to the Hebrews, Paul pinpoints David as God's son. Yet every Christian, and I include myself, is taught that Paul is speaking of Jesus Christ, and it is not so. For the New Testament writers, uh, Jesus Christ is Jehovah. It is David who reflects God's glory. For it is David who is the express image of his person. 
having stood in the presence of the risen Lord, answered his question, embraced him and been incorporated into his body. I know exactly what the Ancient of Days looks like, and when we were united, I became one with that body, one with that spirit. I now know what it is to be that body and that spirit, but I first saw the face. Many years later, when I saw David, who called me father, he was the youth of that being. He bore the express image of his uh, of his person. I apologize, I'm kind of stuffy today. So, uh, but I love reading these lectures. So we're going to get. Um, I'm actually going to be recording is quite a few today. So, uh, all right. So Neville continues. No, David didn't look like Neville any more than Neville looks like the Ancient of Days. So when I saw David, he was the express image of my spiritual person. One is the Ancient of Days and the other, the Eternal or Second Youth. I saw the people that move under the sun as well as the Second Youth, yet those who will come after will not rejoice in him. Why? Because they have no interest in the story of David and God. But I have found in David, the son of Jesse, I am, a man after my own heart who will do all my will. You are David, playing a male or female part right now, and you are God the Father of all life. But you will not know this is true until the drama is over and David calls you Father. You see, history to the Hebrew mind consists of all the generations of men, and their experience is fused into one grand whole. And this concentrated time into which they are all fused and from which all generations spring is called eternity. The whole vast world is David playing parts. Now in the same Ecclesiastes we are told that the Lord put eternity into the mind of man, yet so that man could not find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. The word eternity is olam in Hebrew and means a youth, a lad, a young man. God placed an eternal youth in your mind, a young man, to do all of his will. If it is necessary for you to play the part of a blind man, of that of a fool, the important rich man, or that of Hitler, Napoleon, or Stalin, in order for the work to be done in you, David will do it. And the one who is blind, who is doing the ex executing, and being executed is God the Father. You will know this to be true, for when the work is done, David will stand before you as your only begotten son and call you, my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. You have reached the last days when this drama takes place in you. Then you will say with Paul, the time of my departure has come. I have found the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Let no one bother me. For I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. These masks are the four great events which begin with your birth from above. For unless you are born from above, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. The sign of your birth will be this. You shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. That is the sign. But David is not a sign. David is your son, which is given. And to us a child is born. To us a son is given. These are two entirely different events. The son is not the child. The child is born as a sign, but God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son.
You were taught to believe the son spoken of here is Jesus Christ. But David in the spirit calls Jesus Christ father. As long as you think of Jesus Christ as God's son, you miss the mystery altogether. For he is God the father. The same being is called the Lord, God, Jehovah, Jesus Christ. That is a being you will know yourself to be when you fulfill the second psalm. For when you see David in the spirit, you will say, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. David is not an old man, but eternal youth, a man after your own heart, who will do all of your will, no matter what state you choose to identify with. David will play it wearing the mask you call yourself. Believe me, for I have finished the race, I have fought the good fight, and I have kept the faith in the story which was told us in the beginning of time. Before we entered this arena, before the light began, we saw the end. We saw the series of events which would take us out of this world of sin and death into the age called the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of uh the kingdom of god so the last days do not signify the end of this world for it is not coming to an end in spite of all the prophecies the end of which ecclesiastes speaks is when the individual departs this world through the fulfillment of scripture he is not speaking of a departure by shooting yourself or taking poison you could drop dead this very moment to be instantly restored to life in a body the same as before only unaccountably new to find yourself in a section of time best suited for the work still to be done in you. You may be in the year 1000 or the year 4000, but it will not seem strange. You will be perfectly at home in an environment you understand. There you will play your part, get married, and be just as afraid of death there as you are here until the last days come upon you. In this wonderful group, so many are waking. Yesterday, yesterday a lady wrote, saying, I woke, receiving an enormous blow on my head, resounding like a hammer on steel. Then all of the sons of the universe came alive. All the planes, buses, and cars of the world moved within me. And then the sons magnified to the nth degree. It then subsided, and the normal street noises returned. That night I was awakened at about one o'clock in the morning, hearing my neighbor say goodnight to guests. I rose, had a drink of water, and returned to bed. Suddenly, I was aware of looking at my body. I was lying prone on the bed, outlined in light. As I looked at it, I saw a light descend toward it, and before they merged, the body disappeared, and the light possessed me from head to toe. For the past week, I have been feeling the presence of God surrounding me. Now I feel the presence glowing from within. Then she continues, Everything I see now, whether my physical eyes are open or closed, is in vivid color. During the day, I can sit under a tree, be washing dishes, or taking a walk when another world appears and I simply step into it. <clears throat> Here is a lady whose inner being is completely awake. This inner being of which I speak is stirring within all, and everyone will reach the last days, for that is the only purpose of life. And when the time for your departure comes, the marks of Jesus will be placed upon you. You are born from above, with the sign of the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. David will call you father. The curtain of the temple, which is your own body, will be split, and you will ascend into heaven in a spiral manner. 
Then the dove, the sign of God's love, descends upon you and smothers you with affection. When these marks are yours, you will say, with Paul, I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. This world that appears so real to you now is repetitious. I have had moments when I have watched people repeat actions over and over again. One night I said to a group as they crossed a bridge, Do you know you have been doing this over and over again? I have watched you cross this bridge a number of times to continue down the street beyond. <clears throat> Yet they would not believe me because they had no memory of ever having done it before. This is life. Recently, I was talking to my brother, who is a doctor, and he said, Neville, the Bible doesn't make any sense to me, especially Ecclesiastes. How can he say there is nothing new under the sun? Penicillin is new. I answered, no, it is not. Only you have no memory of it. Penicillin is wonderful, but it would be considered nothing in other worlds which exist now. There are worlds where even a heart transplant is obsolete, yet each belongs to this world of Caesar. But the world into which everyone will eventually go cannot be described. You cannot describe that age, when there is nothing here to relate to it. How can I describe fusing with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings? Read the 30th chapter of the book of Jeremiah carefully. <clears throat> the Lord is speaking, saying, Can a man bear a child? Why then do I see every man drawing himself out of himself, just like a woman in labor? Why does every face turn pale? Alas, that day is so great there is, nothing, there is none like it. It is a time of distress for Jacob, yet he shall be saved because of it. Because the whole thing is done, Jacob will be saved. Now the Lord continues saying, I will break the yoke from off your neck and I will burst your bonds. No more <clears throat> shall anyone make a servant of him. But they shall serve the Lord, their God, and David their king, whom I will raise up. Here the Lord is telling you that he will not leave his son in the grave, but will raise him up in the last days. Having found David, I have anointed him with my holy oil, and he has called me, my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. God the Father <clears throat> and his Son entered the human mind, and David, a man after his father's heart, does his will. And when he has fought the good fight, finished the race, and kept the faith and the vision shown in the beginning, David will rise and call you Father, and the drama is over. But you are told that those who will come after will not rejoice in him. <clears throat> this is true. You can tell the world of this beautiful father-son relationship. And yet, those who listen will say, what? Oh, I want more money and some fun, and some fun first. A friend of mine, a very successful writer who was five years my senior, would not listen to me, for he was afraid. He was not interested and therefore did not rejoice in the story of David. Stated he wanted some fun first. He did not care for anything of this nature. My friend died about three years ago while watching TV. So now he is restored <clears throat> to life as a young man, jolly, handsome, and wonderful. He is in a terrestrial world like this, playing a part, perfectly oblivious of what he could have heard from me. And he will remain in this world until the last days come upon him. Then and only then can he depart the stage. You cannot enter the kingdom of heaven until you are first born from above. 
Then you must find David, experience the splitting of the certain or of the curtain and the descent of the dove. Then and only then do you enter the one body of the one God, <clears throat> to be one spirit, one Lord, one God and Father of all. This is what I mean by the last days. This world goes on and on, continuing to revolve on its wheel of recurrence, as the one actor plays his many parts in one lifetime. Just like the actor on the stage, he may play the part of Hamlet tonight and Othello tomorrow, but regardless of the part he plays, he never loses his identity. You will play the rich and the poor man, the known and the unknown, but in the last days God will speak to you through his Son. That is the final revelation of God to man, for God reveals himself through his Son, and you can't go any further, for then God reveals himself as you. Now let us go into the silence. All right, so there we have uh, The Last Days by Neville Goddard, one of his lectures from 1968. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I will see you all next time. Bye now.